just eat a bite of something? No. No. Hey, guess what? It's Wednesday night. No, it's not. It's Thursday night. So what does that mean? With Joseph and Brian to talk about something. Something like that, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Where we, what what was the phrase I was using for a while? Where we try to learn how to follow Jesus or something like that? I don't know. I had a good phrase for a while and then I forgot it. I have to go back and look. How are you? How's your week been? Um, today's what today was um, remarkably hectic, um, but <clears throat> but you know um, accountability is uh, is an important thing, right? And um, there some things that I have been putting off finally caught up with me. <clears throat> And nothing serious, but just enough to make you go, oh, I need to do better, you know? Yeah. I've, you know, my dad had a phrase for me when I was growing up. Uh, He said, always manana with you, Brian, always manana. And that phrase has followed me all my life. I've gotten better, Mm -hmm. but not good enough. Yeah, there's a few things I'm like, I really need to do that. I need to get our, our furnace, you know, serviced. Right. I've needed it for nine months, and I just haven't done it. Oops. Hopefully it doesn't catch up to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I understand how that works. You know, that's why. Does it? Hide, for, for not doing, dealing with something never really makes it better. It always makes it worse, it seems like. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. And and that's really kind of the story of my existence in many ways. It's the, if I just wait long enough, I won't have to deal with it. Mm, That doesn't really work that way. Um, Boy, that's, that's both. We both have the same thing. It's like, I get it. You just put your head in the sand on something. Maybe it'll just kind of go away. And I, maybe because there are a few things they kind of do, but yeah. Yeah. There's so Just, many things that don't, but I mean, there's <clears throat> things that you could say set aside until like temperatures cool or something like that. Right. right. You know, responding in the moment to certain things is, doesn't make a lot of sense. However, things like, I wonder what the engine light is on for in my car. It's not magically going to go away unless the gas cap isn't on tight, right? Yeah, but um, but yeah. I know which when which ones are which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> we know which ones. Yeah, I really pay attention to that and go. And, and you make a very good point of sometimes you need to just go. It's not that I'm ignoring it. I'm I'm delaying until I'm ready to deal with it or the time is right. Yeah. Not being pressed. Um, and, and something that I learned um, a number of years ago, maybe a number just over 10, um, is that if you're delaying something for waiting for the right time, then be accountable to somebody for what that time is. So mm-hmm. you need to have a conversation, say, now is not good. Let's meet tomorrow for coffee, something like that, and set a time... Otherwise, it delays, you know, 
it'll just keep delaying until it gets uncomfortable because you haven't addressed it. Right. 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 So, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So much of our lives, we know what we're supposed to do. We just don't do it. Yeah. Thank you, Paul, for all your wisdom <laughs> along that front. I the, yeah, I know the good I should do, but it's just not in me. Wow. That's kind of my, my life first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I th it's, what's beautiful about that verse is that if you keep it close to you, is that it helps you give grace to other people because you are reminded about how much you fall short as an individual and how um, when you start to see other people fall short that, you know, maybe a, there's a, a bit of grace that should come with that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. <sighs> well, sorry. It was a hectic day. Sorry that you did this to yourself. <laughs> Action on you. Cause I've done that too. Yeah. So yeah, my, my week's been fine. Yeah. Normal ish. Yeah. So no, yeah. Pretty close to normal. Right. Nothing happened. There's stuff I want to do in the yard. Can't do it yet. It's too cold. Yeah. It's not time. Yeah. Rather than that, so I find myself not doing a whole lot around the house on Monday. My day off. Other than clean, laundry, just normal household stuff. But but we're not here to talk about me doing laundry. We're here to talk about scripture. We're talking about where we... You know, we're messy and we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that phrase and we try to follow Jesus, ah, something like that. Um, we we're talking about Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, 8, 9, and 10, really. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a complicated little piece of, uh, of scripture of what's going on there, talking about, you know, you know, Basically, in the end, I said, is God gives us wisdom so we understand his will. And what is his will? His will is to um, fulfill his His good plan, his heart's desire. Um, and his plan is, is this administration, this planning out, this, this, this working out step by step all the times of history so that when history is all done and you stand at the end and you look back and you go, it's been all about Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus solves all of these issues. <laughs> he's the sum of all things. He's the uh, he's the resolution. He's the main point. Um, that's kind of what I said. <clears throat> uh, there was something that you said on Saturday that made me go, "Oh!" And of course, now I it's like I, I was thinking oh, about Sunday. It. Yeah. You said Saturday. Oh, yeah. Hectic day. Still trying to get my brain brain in there. I can go into more detail. Maybe that'll help trigger it. Do you have any sense of the the first part of the sermon or the last part of the sermon? Uh, it was toward the latter part of the sermon. <clears throat> oh, the resolution of all things that, that in the end... You know, there's been a lot of accusation, you know, in, in a sense, there's a lot of accusations against God. Um, you know, is mm -hmm. he good? Is 
right? Is he is he wise? And right. in the end, all gets all those issues will get you know will get answered. You know, we may not get the answers that we want. It may mm-hmm. not be quite we want those. Or maybe not the answer you want, um, either the form or what it means. But but it will be the answer. Um, and yeah. sometimes we. Yeah, was that, that, that? Yeah, because you and I had a conversation before the service started, um, uh, because I had this idea of a, a potential like podcast oh. kind of series about um, bumper sticker Christianity and these little you know little phrases, sayings, tropes, or you know memes, whatever that come to mind. Um, that we throw out there without even thinking about them, without understanding kind of what they imply. And so mm-hmm. as you were speaking about, you know, not understanding what God's in, you know, what how he is working and, and all these elements of the world and stuff, that, that just reminds me of that conversation where, you know, bad things happen. Then it doesn't mean that God did those to you and, you know, that there's... There's a certain element, this is trying to tie this in, of recognizing the innate goodness of God, that if you mm-hmm. hold that first, if that is kind of the first gate that your processing starts with, then other things fall in place a little more easily. Like if God mm-hmm. is good, then what am I, what, whatever I'm experiencing right now is of the world or circumstantial, um, it's um, unfortunate. I mean, there's so many things that uh, that are happening that if you view that all those things with the prism of God is good, then then it, you can filter that and say, God is not doing this to me. It is, you know, I, I I'm not going to lay at His feet my current circumstances and my current worldview, right? Um, I'm not going to say it's God's will that I suffer this. Um, it's going to be God will make good of this. He can make good of this um, because he is good. Um, and that's really the thing that got me going, gosh, you know, we just viewing our circumstances uh, or our relationships or whatever through that prism of the goodness, the goodness of God simplifies a lot of things oh absolutely i mean you it, it, it is difficult to overstate that how significant it is to you know to assume the 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 good intention of god towards you and and if you lack that in any relationship that you think that that person actually cares about you that you know, on a human level even if they may lack the ability the wisdom to actually fulfill that in a good way right but but they at least are, they want something good for you right if you don't think they actually have good intentions towards you 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 just can't have a positive relationship with them you just can't it just yeah. end right there you're done you're where if you if you even if you don't agree with them or you don't understand them but you know underneath of it what their intentions are towards you, then you could deal with all these other things. You can go, okay, I don't get what they're doing, but I know the, I know they're trying their best for me. 
you could you could solve it just solves so many issues yeah now and part of the problem is is that people hurt people um that when you trust somebody and then they betray that trust then it's much more difficult to engage in that thought of i'm going to you know that um the the uh, the positive regard right um it's harder to give them that and and so we take kind of our our interhuman interpersonal relationships and then we try to project those onto god and right. and that doesn't work um because he's not us he's not he, us yeah um and the the other <laughs> go ahead yeah i was just going to say it's an analogy of See what happens when you when this is the case. It doesn't work well, but yeah, yeah. It's it, it that's all it is is an analogy. Go ahead. Well, well, kind of pivot off that a little bit. It, it, you just kind of triggered another something you said earlier in the sermon. The idea that um, that we can receive the same different people can receive the same information and come to a different conclusion. Oh yeah, right. right. And I mean, you use kind of the politicization if I can say that correctly of like news you know that um, even if you hear something that is presented objectively because we view it from a certain platform let's say we interpret it a different way and then you take kind of the the media one because they're interpreting in their worldview too, their platform. Yeah, and it's not even a political stance; it's a financial stance. Like I am selling you a product, and my oh. product is to to deliver this to you from a certain perspective because you're going to want to listen to something that validates your perspective. Right. There's all these motivations. Yeah. And some of them have to do with politics. It has to do with cap with with greed and money and power yeah power and then you have your culture and you have your your yeah just yeah i mean this is one of the probably one of the great insights in the last 50 years of just human thinking how much perspective affects our understanding and i i i i i was grasping for the word and and maybe you can help me remember it but there's this predisposition to to see something cognitive is it cog it's not cognitive dissonance i don't remember what it is you, you know what i'm trying to say um if you yeah. have disposed um um bias because of what from where you're walking from as you look at something yeah uh, bias is the correct word i'm just trying to remember what it was called um because there's a, what's that? As you as you're looking it up, are you looking? Yeah, it I'm up? trying to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have done that because I mean that's the whole point is we we and we have this 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 fundamental bias that we 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 interpret data a certain way. We just do. Everybody does, and um, and it and, and the point in the sermon to just kind of fill in the time here. The point in the sermon is we all have this. And one of the things that, that God does in giving us wisdom and insight is to help overcome that bias so we can actually see things accurately 
and go, oh, there is a God. Oh, I am accountable to him. And Jesus is the solution to it. Go ahead. Confirmation bias. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Confirmation bias. We see what we want to see. We believe what we want to believe. Yeah. And wouldn't it be great if our confirmation bias was, again, through that first filter of that God is good, like that our initial assumption is, well, if I see something, I'm first going to assume that he is good Um, in the same way that if we have a, a predefined relationship with somebody, you know, or a historical relationship where they have been unkind or rude or whatever, even if they completely flip uh, and change that part of them, you're, it's going to take a while for you to get past that bias. In fact, you may just ultimately decide to accept the bias in spite of the truth. Oh, yeah. Because it's, because there's a, there, I mean, again, there's another term for this, and I don't remember what it is, because there's, there's such a, it's extremely mentally painful to to accept that you're wrong on something and and to make that shift um and some of it's there's a social cost there's a there's 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 so much cost to to admitting that the way you were looking at something was wrong that some people just like they won't make that shift well even 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 in a positive way right so let me so if um Let's talk DC versus Marvel, right? Um, okay. There are certain, you know, just as a, as a useless example, but some people are predis like like I grew up and I was a DC fan, right? Um, so I am likely predisposed to enjoy a subpar DC movie more than you will, right? I'm going to see that. I'm going to I'm going to be looking for the positive elements of that, where somebody who thinks their stuff is mediocre, which is generally true, um, that you'll you'll come away with maybe a, if not, you may come away with a biased perspective because you just don't like DC stuff, or you may look at it more objectively because you don't, you just don't care, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. There's no weight behind it. But, you know, um, we're going to tend to... Um, acknowledge in a positive way things that we already know that we like you know mm-hmm. we're going to give the benefit of the doubt to something whereas if and that and that's one to lean into with god you know is like mm-hmm. i think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt because we can trust him and to a certain extent that's like because i trust him mm-hmm. why yeah Trust him. That's it. You know, even, you know, I mean, yes, you can point to to the cross and you should go see this. God is willing to do a, go a long way, giving his son for your benefit. So even if you can't see what he's doing in your life, you don't quite understand what why you're going through all this stuff. You kind of got to go. Hey God, you're you're bigger than this. You're good. You love me. You love the people I'm caring about. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm gonna try. You're gonna work through this somehow. Yeah, and that's it's really hard to do in in you know that yeah. valley of uncertainty or or just when you're struggling. Um, 
that is, and, and that's what, because we're messy people, because we're flawed, because we live life through the prism of our very limited human experience. That's the leap of faith. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, but that's it. And, uh, and, and, and I get it. There's some people who've, you know, could see God through, through the lens of our parents, you know, mm -hmm. we all do. And there's, and so sometimes we, we, it's difficult to overcome that bias that we've been dealt with by our parents about what God is like. And that's, that's a struggle. That that's that's a difficult road to go. And and, and it's so monumental. I mean it's such a, it's such an important thing. And I want people to think about as they're listening to to maybe kind of reach for something that your parents told you that maybe you were like 7 or 8 years old and you never questioned it. It just became fact. Um like uh and uh, Justin at church, um, I, I remember pointing out that leaving out like potato salad, you know, the mayonnaise is going to spoil or whatever. And he's like, that's not true. And I'm, and I'm like, well, how could that not be true? Because that's what I was told, right? And then if you look it up, you're like, oh, it's something else completely that's the issue with leaving potato salad out. But, you know, there's just like little things that you don't even question because there's a certain time in your life when it's communicated to you and you just accept it. You know, right. um, and, you know, the, the way that some people attribute, you know, uh, Ben Franklin quotes to the Bible because they don't know any better. Because they don't know any better. Right. And as, as I said, sometimes some of these these things that we hold so dearly. Sometimes I think we get to the place where but but if. If my mom or dad was wrong on that, then what else are they wrong on? And I don't want to go there. So I'm not moving on that, even if the facts may seem to be pointing the other direction. It's just, I can't do it. I get it. You know, we all, and that's everybody. I think we all probably have something in our life that's like that. Something we think about that's wrong like that. And for all of us, I would just say, try to be, have the courage, you know, that the, the truth is better. It's better to have the truth than, than to live in something that it seems less painful. It might be painful at the moment down the road. It's got to be less. To have to be accurately. But that's scary. Oh. Sorry, I, I had muted myself. You heard it, but they didn't because um, Sam's playing basketball in the background. But for, for folks that are parents, you know, you are in that position now and you know your kids or, or your grandparent, your kids, your grandkids are looking at you and they are they're learning from you and your behavior, the way you cuss at cars when you drive, the way, um, you know, come around, you idiot, that kind of stuff. Um there's opportunities for you to acknowledge your um, your your frailty um, and your um, your fallibility uh, that doesn't take away from your authority or the respect that they have from you. That it may not help you 
as you're considering all the deep, you know, those deeply entrenched biases that you have, but you're setting your kids up to be more fluid in terms of processing that. And it actually is going to strengthen their faith because instead of getting rocked by something that is inaccurate, that they discover is inaccurate, they will look at that and go, okay, that wasn't right. And sometimes people that I think are always right aren't right. I can deal with that. You know, we're not so brittle when it mm. comes to those things. So we have an opportunity, as, as, as you see so many memes from Christians talking about what happened, what's going on with this generation, what's happened, you know, whatever. I, in many ways, I think that we have continued to build, uh, you know, each generation is a little less... Um, they're a little uh, more like the, the tree that does not bend in the wind and the tree that just gets knocked over. Um, that if your faith is so fragile that a gust knocks, knocks out your roots, then you know, maybe they weren't planted as deep as they should have been. Yeah. I just hear that. Part of this I hear is like... Yeah, as a as a parent, there I've messed up so many times, and I I I cling to just that my ability to say, "Son, I was wrong." That that's going to speak loud. I hope so. <laughs> I, there's so many things I like. Ah, man, I could be I'd be a better parent second time around. <laughs> but that's the benefit. That. I, I, I'm in a remarkable situation in that my daughter is 28 and Sam's 14, you know. Um, you do chances. I, yeah, and you do things a little differently. When Sam and I go out and we're, you know, and everybody keeps hearing these dumb disc golf stories, but when we go out there, you know, he gets really frustrated. And, you know, he's a teenager, and so he goes from zero to insanely angry in, in like a heartbeat. And... I have to remember that his brain's different than mine, and so, but I don't always, and I'll get frustrated, I'm, and and I'll, and I'll say something that I shouldn't, I'll be unkind, because that's kind of what I was taught, um, and it just feels like the natural way to respond, at least the way I was brought up, and then I catch myself about ten minutes later, and I'm like, or even a minute later, and I go, I I that wasn't good, I'm really sorry, I that's not, that's not what I was really trying to say, and. I should have been more careful about that. And then there's usually about 10 minutes of silence between us as we're walking around and, and then something happens, something silly. And we both laugh and we're like, we're fine. Let's keep moving. But yeah. it, we have those moments and I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity and the time we talk about delay, right? As we started out, you know, that's a, that's an opportunity to delay, give everybody an opportunity to kind of process and come back, go, yep. I think we all kind of screwed up. Now let's let's move forward, because God is good. Yeah. Because God is good, so trust Him, and in the end, it'll all God. You'll you'll, you'll see. At the end, it'll work out. Just hold on to Jesus. That's trust that God's good. And he's got you. There you go. I, I have uh, one more thing as we're wrapping up. Uh, I alluded oh, okay. to, uh, but this is. I would like to know for people who listen to this, if they would be interested in Brian and I having uh, a series talking that kind of discusses, unwinds, unpacks, whatever, 
some standard Christian memes or or quotes or th- bumper sticker things. You know, obviously we enjoy chatting about the the week sermon, and that's something that we should continue to do. Uh, but I wouldn't mind every once in a while saying, hey, I saw this today. Let's talk about this. So if you're interested, Brian, I'm interested, but I'd also like to know if our listeners are interested. And if so, put in the comments one you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Whether what's one you like or one that you're tired of. <laughs> you know? Right. Either way. Either way. Some of them will be like, oh, yeah, you don't like that one? You know? Yeah, you're right. Oh, you do like one. Maybe you shouldn't like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not to admonish people, but to go, well, here's my why we yeah. might want to be careful about that one. But speak that one just a little bit, and I'd feel more comfortable with it. How's that? Yeah, and it's the same way with lyrics that we sing, by the way. Oh, um, right. You know, lyrics of songs that were like, oh, gosh, I love that song. It says this. I I, I remember, and we should wrap up, but I remember I presented a song to you that I'd written, and you're like, I don't like that line because it's not really true. And it's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. You know, it sounded good, but it wasn't true. And that's something that we really have to consider, you know. We should talk about when we introduce new songs, you know. We should maybe take, take, take a time and go, hey. Let's talk about that song we just introduced or we're going to introduce or something. Oh, yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us tonight. And um, I hope you ha- you have a great rest of the week and we will see you on Sunday. Take care, folks. Take care.